0: Hello and welcome to MedBits. I'm Matthew Sajjan. And I'm Javeen Patel. We are two undergraduate students with a passion for medicine. This podcast will focus on increasing our understanding of medicine together in a concise format.
1: We'll be exploring a variety of topics, such as the latest news in medicine, medical conditions, interesting research papers, and the culture of
0: the healthcare world. Check in with us every week to stay up to date and learn a little more in just a few minutes.
1: On this episode of MedBits, we will look at the endocrinology behind the testes and the ovaries. Let's start with the testes. The two functional parts of the testes are the seminiferous tubules and the interstitial cells of Leydig. It is these cells of Leydig that secrete testosterone and other androgens. Androgens are just a catch-all name for male sex hormones. Testosterone is important. Because it is what gives us our sexual differentiation, or the difference in appearance between men and women during gestation. It is the action of the Y chromosome that leads to these androgens being produced to give us that sexual differentiation. It also plays a role later on when it comes to our secondary sex characteristics, such as muscle growth and a deeper voice. In order for testosterone to be secreted at all, think back to the gonadotropins we talked about earlier. These are LH and FSH. Testosterone is released only when stimulated by these tropic hormones. FSH will stimulate the Sertoli cells, which leads to sperm maturation. LH is what causes the interstitial cells to produce testosterone. This high level of testosterone is maintained until men begin to age. At this point, testosterone acts as part of a negative feedback loop on the hypothalamus and anterior pituitary gland to reduce its production. Next, let's move on to the ovaries. The ovaries are also controlled by FSH and LH, which makes sense because they arise from the same original structures as the testes in men. The ovaries are responsible for producing estrogen, which is secreted in response to FSH, and progesterone, which is secreted in response to LH. Estrogen leads to the thickening of the endometrium, which is the lining of the uterus, and preparation for zygote implantation. It is also involved in secondary sex characteristics in women, such as breast growth, widening of the hips, how fat is distributed, etc. As an embryo, it also determines how the reproductive tract ultimately develops. In the case of progesterone, this hormone is responsible for maintaining that endometrium thickening that we talked about that was initiated by the estrogen in the first place. This hormone comes from the corpus luteum, which is what is left over of the ovarian follicle after ovulation. The exception is in the case of pregnancy, where progesterone will come from the placenta by the end of the first trimester. Let's examine how these hormones vary during the menstrual cycle. In the first phase, or the follicular phase, gonadotropin-releasing hormone from the hypothalamus increases because of a decrease in estrogen and progesterone. Because of this, FSH and LH will increase. This leads to the development of ovarian follicles, which make estrogen. The estrogen then works in a negative feedback loop to decrease GnRH, LH, and FSH. Eventually though, during ovulation, estrogen acts in a positive feedback loop and causes GnRH, LH, and FSH all to spike. This LH spike is what causes ovulation. Afterwards, the corpus luteum is formed, which secretes progesterone like we talked about. We're now in the luteal phase, or the third phase. Here, Estrogen stays high while progesterone increases. This high level of progesterone works as a negative feedback loop on GnRH, FSH, and LH. This is important because without it, ovulation of multiple eggs might take place. The fourth phase is menstruation, which assumes that no implantation occurs. Without any more stimulation from the LH on the corpus luteum, progesterone and estrogen decreases which is how we get back to the beginning with that follicular phase where our GnRH uh, again is secreted and the cycle begins all over again. Menopause is when the ovaries become less sensitive to FSH and LH, so they atrophy. This means less estrogen and progesterone, which also means no negative feedback on FSH and LH, so the blood will have high concentrations of both of these hormones. This is the second-to-last episode in our series on the endocrine system. We have one more episode left where we'll cover some of the lesser-known endocrine organs. But that's all we have for you on this episode of MedBits. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.